You may be seated. And I'd like to greet you on behalf of the pastor who he and his family are at the General Conference in Kansas City, Missouri. And he let me, uh, asked me to uh, stand in for him tonight. There's no way I can take his place, of course. I wouldn't try. But uh, he is going to continue his series on the nature of God uh, next Wednesday night. And so be, be uh, faithful to the house of God for that. And uh, he'll be bringing the, the message on Sunday morning and Sunday evening. So we're going to have another great day in the house of God on Sunday. And Sunday, last Sunday was amazing. I've heard a lot of messages on the coming of the Lord, but I don't think I've ever heard one so complete and concise as what we heard. Thank you, Jesus. And I know that Jesus is coming back. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my soul. And this is no time to, to slack off and, and take it easy. A lot of people feel like uh, they dodged a bullet because of all of the... Um, eschatology that was being talked about over last weekend and it didn't come to pass but it's going to come to pass Jesus is coming back for his church amen and so I think a lot of people this week have been all prayed up as a result of last week in the last several days but uh, it's it's important for us to continue on in the things of God. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want to speak for a few moments to you. Of course, we, we give honor to our pastor and to the leadership of the church, uh, to the Sunday school teachers that teach our children, to those that minister throughout the week and that God will continue to have his hand on them. Amen. If you could turn with me to Psalm 103. I love the book of Psalms because there is great comfort in the word of God. How many read the Psalms on a regular basis? If you read three Psalms a day, you could complete the whole book in one month. That's pretty good reading, especially when you get to Psalm 119. <laughs> um, but it's all good, and it gives stability and gives strength to you in your walk with God. But I want to just look at a few verses here in Psalm 103 for a few moments tonight. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all your diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, and who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies thy mouth or your adornment with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? And the Lord executeth righteousness or righteous acts and judgments for all that are oppressed. 
He made known his ways unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful. He is gracious. The Lord is slow to anger. Thank God that he is. And he's plenteous in mercy. And the last verse, verse 22, bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You know, thank God for the reading of his word tonight. To bless the Lord is to worship him. To bless the Lord is to glorify him. And yes, it is also to praise him for his mighty acts of mercy. If I would go around the room tonight, uh, if you would take time to reflect on some of the things that you've gone through in life and you came through them with the Lord's help, you'd have to say that the Lord did a mighty act on your behalf. And I want to speak for just a few moments tonight, maybe three points. It's praise time is now. Praise time is now. It's not yesterday. We can't do it tomorrow because we're not there yet. But we're in the presence and this is the time that we have to praise God. Can you? Amen. And so it's time to praise God now. Praise is never just a little duty that has to be done. Praise that is God's due can never be paid. You can never praise him enough. You'll never get a receipt paid in full. He, he, we can praise him till Jesus comes. But it's not a duty that can be put off to some by and by in the future. It's not really something we can promise to do someday. It's the duty of the hour. And we've, gone, we've come into this place, this hour, to lift up his name and to praise him. And I felt his presence here tonight. The Lord is here in the midst of his people, and we praise him for that. We showed up, but he was already here by the time when we showed up. And I'm glad that the Lord is here. And when God blesses you with a blessing, he blesses you with protection. He blesses you with good health. He can bless you with a healing. How many has ever been healed by the Lord and by his name? All right. And, and God can bless you with a miracle. And that's the time really to play, praise him. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. But when the Lord does something for you, that's when you praise him. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever I am, I'm going to praise him. We were out in a parking lot the other night, and there was, we, we got news of someone who had undergone uh, a very serious uh, heart attack. And uh, it was out in the parking lot of, uh, of uh, Bob Evans. You all know Bob Evans, right? It's a good place to eat. But, you know, sometimes things take precedence over the food. And don't tell Bob Evans that. But we just linked arms, or hands rather, in that parking lot, began to praise God and to call on his name. And we felt a presence of God come in to that little gathering there. It's not something you can put off to tomorrow or we should have done yesterday. Now is the day of salvation. This is the appointed hour that we can lift up holy hands to him and give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Lord's coming back for a praising church, a praising people. 
And now is a day, now is a time to lift up his holy name, oh hallelujah, and to praise him. Amen. My second point is praise time is a limited time. Now I know when we think of praise time, we think about the music picking up a tempo and, and really, really getting with it, you know. But uh, sometimes uh, we're all alone and we can still give praise and have a praise time. Brother Tenney, who was formerly the director of missions, he said, you know, you can pray without ceasing. You can also praise without ceasing. He said, someone said, well, how can you do that? He says, I do that all the time. I just take this praise or I take the prayer and I push it up to heaven. I said, Lord, here it is. Let it follow me around. But I want you to know that I'm going to praise you and keep in prayer this day. There's a way to live where you have a life full, a day full of praise. Praise time is a limited time. It's limited to life. Life is short. Life is full of uncertainties. And so there's a call to praise. It's a call of the moment for praise. Now is the accepted time. And so we don't have to wait till tomorrow unless the Lord gives you a tomorrow. We don't have a tomorrow. But when he gives you the tomorrow, it becomes today. And that's where we live. And that's where we praise God. And so it's today where we have the privilege of blessing the Lord, all that's within us. Amen. The third point I want to leave with you tonight is that today that we can praise the Lord, it's today. We praise the Lord for things that are done in the past. And that when you read the Bible, we get excited over what God has done uh, throughout the ages and on the day of Pentecost and the miracles that took place in the ministry of Jesus. We can thank God for that because those were real miracles. Those were real blessings. And so the praise is still effective even for that. But we can praise God for the promises that are in the future. And one of the promises we can thank God for is that he's coming back for you. He's coming back for me. He's coming back for this church. And that's why we've got to keep praising him so that we will be ready when Jesus does come. When we find praise in everything and in all things that are actually around us, God will put his hand of blessing upon our life. I'd like to talk about some things that took place when at the time people were really giving praise to God for what took place. We've just come through the anniversary of the uh, 9-11 incident that took place in the year 2001. And most of you could probably think back and tell me exactly what you were doing when that happened. I recall my wife and I were celebrating a wedding anniversary. and We'd taken a little bit of a trip. Our, our anniversary is on the 10th, so we had an overnight and we stayed in this little village, uh, and uh, I was, I was uh, watching the news, and she had gone in to take a shower, and, and I turned on the news, and, and there was the burning of one of the towers. 
And while I was watching, and we've all seen it played over and over in our minds, that when the second plane showed up and crashed uh, into the second tower, my wife came out and she said, is that a movie? I said, no, unfortunately, it's happening right now in America. And it seems like things have not been the same uh, since that time. And so we prayed for, for the people in that area. Little did we know that there were people from the churches in the New York uh, area, the metro area, and uh, God was performing miracles on their behalf. And I wrote uh, Brother and Sister Bowie, who were pastoring the Manhattan Pentecostal Church uh, in Manhattan, and I emailed them. I said, can you tell me some of the things that have been taking place? And Sister Bowie wrote back, and I want, you know, we can look back and we can praise God for things that have happened in our past. And we need to. Unfortunately, we seem to forget these things because we're so involved in the forward motion of where we are right now. But I think it does our soul good when we can go back and reflect on the things that God has done to give him thanks for that, to praise his holy name. Because without that help in our lives, we wouldn't be sitting here tonight. And so praise is always in order. Amen. And so... She wrote back to me, and I happened to find these notes just a couple of weeks ago uh, in all my notes that I carried home. And here's what she says. She said, we are still in shock and disbelief from this attack, but we and our church family are okay. The church building is uptown from the towers and is safe. We had our prayer service last night, allowing our saints to thank God and to praise him for spared lives and families, and to vocalize their feelings concerning this tragedy in their hometown. The presence of the Lord was in our midst, and so many of our new people were seeking for the Lord and for peace last night. Our tears were for people still missing, and for souls to realize their need for God, and tears of thanks and praise also for protection. We have a new convert. Now, we're going back 16 years, but this is still fresh in a lot of people's minds, even here tonight. We have a new convert who works in the subway station below the towers, and as soon as she heard about the first explosion, she left the area. But she forgot her purse and keys and returned to, this, uh, to see the second plane hit, and then she was able to escape Again, God is so good. How many know that God is good? We serve a good God. Amen. And so she's been baptized but has not been filled with the Holy Ghost yet. Sister D, who is our children's director, was just exiting the battery tunnel, which is not very far actually from the two towers. Uh, from Staten Island or when her bus was stopped in traffic just a few blocks from the towers. The first blast had happened. The sky was full of debris and smoke, and the people were running everywhere. She left the bus and started to run away when the second plane passed over her head and hit the second tower. 
She said she just prayed and ran and managed to get to the ferry at South Harbor, and she was on the one and only ferry crossing after the blast. They all put on life vests because they were afraid they might be hit or that the ferry would sink because there were so many people on the ferry. She sat down next to a man, and he asked her, Are you okay? And she said, yes. And then he said, let's pray. (laughs) It's easy to pray when all of the world is coming down around you. People want to pray, especially in times like that. She was so excited and felt so blessed to have sat down beside another Christian and to be able to pray. Thank God. This is one of the benefits that we have from the Almighty God. That is the ability and the privilege to pray to God who hears and answers prayer. Amen. Her husband, Brother D, is a New York policeman. It's currently assigned to a unit on Staten Island because he just received a promotion and must spend time in that precinct environment. His normal duty is administrative assistant to one of the police commissioners and he would have been in lower Manhattan that day with him. God protects in marvelous ways. Never question what God does with your life. You say, why is this happening to me? You need to thank God for whatever comes your way. Amen. And so she said, God spared lots of saints around the New York Metro District who worked in the towers from death and injury. One pastor and one saint were sick and did not go into work that day. One lady woke up late and did not go in. And we're talking about people in this one particular church. Another lady was on her way. She stepped on one of those grates and it caught her high heel. That's probably happened to some of you. And when she stepped, it broke off. She was pretty upset about that because she was going to miss her bus now. So she went back to her apartment, changed shoes, and uh, uh, did not get to work at her usual time. So she wasn't in the building yet when the first, when the first uh, jet uh, hit. She was walking across the outside plaza when things began to fall around her. And she covered her head with her purse and ran back into the subways and was able to get out before the trains stopped running. God is so good. And you know, she's still praising God today. Amen. It's amazing that the mighty acts that the Lord can do on the behalf of his people. He said, one saint from Staten Island Church was on the 102nd floor of the North Tower. That's number one and made it down to the ground and away from the building before it collapsed. He said his walk down was traumatic and tiring, but he was blessed to be on the opposite side of the building from the direct hit of the plane, and his stairwell was still intact. But on the other side, the stairwell was destroyed, and 700 people from one company from floors 101 to 105 are missing. So sad. Pastor Davis, who pastors the the Bethel United Pentecostal Church in uh, West Old Westbury, 
uh, Long Island, had about 20 people who worked in that area, and all were able to get out and safely. There was one man who was missing at the time of this letter. Uh, he was a food delivery business and is believed to have been in the basement of the towers making delivery. Please remember to pray for this family and church. And I just heard from Brother Buddy Bowie, who was the pastor at that time, who said that he did come up missing and he was never found. But here we have so many, so many witnesses of the goodness of God. Someone waking up sick, someone who, uh, whose shoe got messed up and had to return, or someone missed a bus. Uh, sometimes the detours that we have in life, the Lord knows exactly what he's doing for us. Sometimes when, we, when things don't go exactly like we want them to be going, could it be the Lord is in control and he knows what's gonna, where you need to be at a certain time? How many tragedies have we avoided in this life we don't even know about? But God does his righteous, mighty acts on behalf of his people. That's why we praise him tonight. That's why we lift up his name and give him thanks for things that are around us. Something more recent, in fact, it happened just last weekend. You remember Brother Paul Brochu, the missionary who's in Paris, France, and Brother and Sister Dixon and family were over there working with them. And by the way, I'm and talking with him this week as a result of this situation. He, he really misses the, uh, uh, the Dixons because they took a heavy load off of him. And uh, I tell you what happened. Uh, he, uh, this is a, a text from his wife, and said, this morning Paul was taking the train down uh, to Poitiers to see the cardiologist for a routine checkup. Now, anytime you see the word or hear the word cardiologist, there's something serious going on. I know when my general practitioner said, I'm making an appointment with you with the cardiologist, my heart about stopped. And I didn't need to hear that because it was already trying to stop on his own. <laughs> and so it was, it was a real shock. So anyway, while uh, he was on his way for the routine checkup, while he was in the Paris train station, and a lot of these are underground, and he was changing trains at that point, when a very heavy chest pain hit him very hard. In fact, Brother Brochu has been here. In fact, Brother, uh, Brother Urshan said he gave one of the best presentations for missionaries. Uh, I, I was not able to be here, but uh, having worked with Brother Brochu, he worked with us in the military ministries, and he is one fine person. He said the, he was in the Paris train station uh, when the chest pain hit him very hard. There just happened to be an emergency SOS telephone on the wall next to him that he fell up against. It just happened to be there. And he, she says, that's miracle number one. He picked it up and told the operator that he thought he was having a heart attack. So she immediately sent the medical team and called the ambulance and they arrived within minutes 
and uh, <clears throat> they began working on him immediately and they put him in the ambulance and now if you've never traveled in Paris I'll just tell you now you don't want to they call it rush hour, but nothing's rushing <laughs> except your blood pressure. <laughs> but somehow that ambulance was able to get to the hospital in due season very quickly. And, it, and the doctor said that this is what saved him. They got the heart attack in the beginning, the medics that were in the ambulance, and the doctor said, that this is really what saved him. The doctor said that uh, they got the heart attack right in the beginning of the event. And <clears throat> let me hear. He says, now the doctor, he feels that it would have been a massive heart attack and that Paul would have died. We're talking about Brother Brochu. Remember Brother Brochu a couple years ago? And she says, that's miracle number two. And when, when I read this, knowing something about the heart, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to that. Once at the hospital, they took him to surgery, and they put in two stents, not one, but two stents, uh, because they caught it early. There will be no scarring on his heart. That's miracle number three, because if your heart scarred, you have a problem the rest of your life. And she says, thank God. She started praising the Lord right here. He said they're going to keep him overnight. Well, they kept him over the weekend, and he came home on Monday. And he'll be ready. Uh, she said, but I, I cannot and I do not drive in Paris, and I can understand that. The ambulance is going to bring him home. I'm so thankful for France. He's been sleeping upstairs in the easy chair lately, saying that it's not comfortable to lie down flat on the bed to sleep and that's an also an indication she said if this had happened here at home I may not have heard him because he sleeps with the door shut and I thank God that it happened in the train station where emergency aid was quickly available I give all glory and honor and praise to Jesus amen that's why David could say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. When I received this text and the doctor said that he could have had a massive heart attack, I began to think about the one coronary artery that would have caused a massive uh, heart attack. And that would have been the left anterior descending coronary artery, which is better known as the widow maker because it supplies blood to a good portion of the heart. And once that is blocked, the heart dies and you die. And when I talked to him yesterday, he was translating uh, the report. And he said, Brother Enos, he said, I think you're right. Because it says here, the blockage, the blockages, two of them, were in the left anterior descending coronary artery. Your blood has to have oxygen to beat. But we have a God in heaven that created this body. And he knows exactly what to do 
I thank God for this healing. I thank God for the fact that God saved his life. That's something to praise God for right now where we are. Amen. Amen. And so his, his ministry will continue, but uh, will continue. But I'm telling you what, he's praising God right now. And when we reflect back on our life, things that have happened to us, we should not forget what God has done. In fact, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And if you've got good health tonight, that's one of the benefits. If God has saved you from some disease or healed you, that's one of his benefits. If he's forgiven your iniquities and you've got salvation, you've got repentance and forgiveness of sins, rather, and you've been baptized in Jesus' name, your sins washed away and filled with the Spirit of Jesus, that's one of his benefits. And that benefit will carry you home someday. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're very close to the coming of the Lord. And we, we need to think about what God has done for us. And what he's preparing for us. We're too far into the program to mess up now. Can I say it that way? We've got to have the desire to live for God. Every moment. Not just, well, a couple weeks and I'll get it together. Now is the time for us to look and seek the face of God. Uh, When I was in Germany... We've got to have a real desire to want to serve God. It's got to be a conscious effort. We had had a um, a special speaker, and I was I took him to the airport, and then I traveled back to uh, uh, to a German rally where they were nothing but Germans there. But I I would try to support the German district and so when I got there I, I, I sat kind of in the back row and I scooted in and I sat beside this old looking German and uh, he was very intent on hearing the word of God and when we stood for the altar call he turned to me and he said in German I have come to receive the Holy Ghost I love Germans <laughs> when they say it they say it And when they say it, they mean it. (laughs) And so I said, well, I told him, I said, well, then you need to go down to the front and pray. He looked at me and said, okay. (laughs) He huffed and puffed all the way down to the front. And I pointed to Brother Stovall, who was a missionary, and I pointed the guy out. So he went over to him, and he, he didn't just walk back. Can I tell you, he marched back. Wouldn't you expect him to march back? (laughs) And he planted himself in front of Brother Stovall, and he said to him in German, I have come to receive the Holy Ghost. So Brother Stovall said to him in German, well, throw up your hands and begin to praise God. So he threw his hands up and started praising God. And it wasn't very long till God filled him with the baptism. (laughs) of the Holy Ghost. If you get despondent, you get despair, throw your hands up to the Lord and let him refill you again. 
we're not just playing around in this life anymore. We're getting close to the coming of the Lord. And we need to keep our antennas up to reach the heaven so that he can touch you with the power and the presence of his spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I want to close out with Psalm 150. And I told you I wasn't going to be very long. You didn't believe me, did you? <laughs> you can put your calendars away now. Psalm 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. That's where we are tonight. We're in the sanctuary. Let's praise him right now. I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your mighty acts, for your power, Lord, for your goodness to us. Hallelujah. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel. Praise him with the dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals, upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. <laughs> Let's stand and praise the Lord right now. We give you thanks, Lord. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise him for the past. Praise him for what he's done for you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise him for what he's doing for you right now. I feel the presence of the Lord here tonight. <laughs> Just give him praise. Just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us our iniquities. Thank you, Lord, for healing us of all of our diseases. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Oh, hallelujah, with your power and with your name, your holy name. Hallelujah. David didn't even know his name. He called him Yah uh, Jehovah, Yahweh. They had even forgotten the, the real sound of what the name was. But just the fact of saying that the holy name meant something to them. But today we know the name. We are so blessed. We know the name of Jesus. We can call on his name. And all of heaven is wrapped up. All of his attributes, everything, the whole nature of God is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name covers so much.
Let's praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Oh, God, make us ready. Help us, Lord, I pray. Help us, Lord, as we leave here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.